Welcome to episode three of the Total Bro Sports Podcast. Hello, all. Welcome to the Total Bro Sports Podcast, episode three. And we're talking about some trending topics going on in the NFL this week. So let's see what's on the agenda. Okay, so let's first let's talk about okay. what's happening with Drew Brees and the Saints. Let me start. I think the Saints are screwed. Really? Why I would think you say that? Because their schedule has them going up against – oh, wait, not – oh, actually, it's pretty easy putt. <laughs> but Jameis Winston will probably be under center because they use Taysom Hill as a weapon. He throws four picks on average a game, and they're going to lose to probably the Broncos, and there's a good chance he'll lose to the um, Falcons. I don't know about that. I think they can easily beat the Broncos. Like, the Broncos were horrible. As Chris Berman said, they were just awful, like, last – this past week against the Raiders. And I'd like to mention, even if the even if they um, fall behind against the Falcons, the Falcons are probably just going to choke the lead anyway, so they should be fine. Great point. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be definitely really interesting to see how Jameis steps up. Because last year when Drew Brees was out five games, Teddy Bridgewater won all five. So it'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. But do you think that do you think that Jameis Winston is the right option to go with? Um, I mean, compared to Taysom Hill, yes. No. Like, I mean, look, he had the he had the most yards last year. Obviously, he's the first quarterback to ever throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in a season. But he still like he still led the league in passing yards. He's he showed that he was capable last season of being a starting quarterback. And Taysom Hill has never shown that ever. I mean, he's only thrown 18 passes in his career, Taysom Hill. So correct, and he's only completed 10 of them. <laughs> yeah, no touchdowns, 200 yards. It's not really too impressive. I don't think. Jameis Winston would do it. Like, I think Jameis Winston's definitely the safe option in this. Yeah, I think their only challenging games will be the Chiefs, definitely, and possibly Vikings and Panthers down the road. So that if they uh, if they win against the uh, Falcons twice, against the Broncos, and against the Eagles, then uh, I think they should be fine. That's true. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be weird though without Breeze in there. Yeah, but, like they'll definitely have to run the ball more. Kamara in the games that Bridgewater was in, they ran the ball an average of five point or four point five more times than they did with. There'll definitely be an increase in rushing. I just don't think he'll start. Jack, are you a proponent of starting the Mormon Missile? Yes. I think the Mormon Missile is more reliable. I think he's probably going to have better accuracy. Jameis Winston threw 30 picks last year. That is pathetic. And I'm just worried that he's going to throw way more. Oh, and he hasn't been on the field. Scenery could Sorry. help him out that he might not that he might throw less picks because he's not forced to throw it down the field as much because he's no longer in Bruce Arians' offense. Who knows? He might throw more picks. Because we don't know if Sean Payton and him get along. 
I mean, he had to throw the ball 626 times last year, which was the most in the NFL. So he was kind of forced, like Alex said, was forced to throw the ball a lot, a lot downfield, especially in Bruce Arians' air raid offense. But this will definitely be a different scheme, and it'll be, you know, we'll see how he can fit in the Saints' offense. Yeah, that's actually a great point because if you're forced – and also with the Saints, they have Alvin Kamara, so that should take a lot of pressure off of Winston. Yeah, definitely a lot of check down passes to Kamara. I would definitely expect that. No, I I actually, Jack, I disagree with you. I would go with starting Winston, even though he is a turnover machine. They're going to watch. Watch and throw like three picks. Look, even as of this recording, I checked ESPN and he's number two on the death chart. Oh. Also, I'd like to mention he did not throw any interceptions when he went into the game. Well, he only threw like a pass. I heard it was a near interception, or I read that, I think, on ESPN. <laughs> it was close to throwing an interception. Well, he was, yeah, he was, he was six for 10, though. So he threw more than just a pass. Oh, good. That's he threw one important. pass in the first game, but then he came in and he did an all right job the second half. I'm just surprised Drew Brees was able to go, come back in and even play the first half of that game. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yes, <laughs> and what they said was that they um, the three he fractured three ribs on his left side and two on his right, and the three on his left they expected it to be fractured by the from the Bucks game the game before. So he came in with fractured ribs, and then <laughs> got even worse. And he still stayed in for a little bit until halftime. Okay, that's great because then we can just pivot right to the Breeze discussion. Like, do you guys think he's coming back? Like. They've been very unclear, the Saints, about his status. I think there's a chance he might come back, but but he has a collapsed lung, so that'll probably be like a month or two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he'll possibly be back by the end of the season. If not, if they make the playoffs, which they probably should, then I think he'll be back by playoff time. But I wouldn't expect him back in within the next month, month and a half. Yeah, I don't know. Then they should just put him on injury reserve because Ian Rappaport said that they weren't even discussing injury reserve, but that they really should be. Considering I mean, it's just tough. It's tough because Breeze really – you can tell he wants to play and be out there every single game. So it's tough to have him be away from yeah. the game. No, Tom Brady's going to get that touchdown record back. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tom Brady already has that record anyway. It's back and forth every week. Because if you if you include playoffs, which I think they should, Tom Brady has the record. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I guess some some of the more recent news. He's currently seeking a second opinion for the injuries, and we'll learn more tomorrow morning. Hmm. I guess that that's going to be uh, to be determined that yeah to be determined all right how about the patriots or the cheatriots oh there's a they have a tough schedule but they're they're showing some promise now yeah they definitely have looked good i mean they've won the last two granted one was against the jets but yeah one of them is against the jets so that's where they allowed the most points and yards against the jets this year but I don't know, they've been looking good. 
The biggest thing they were proved improved, and I saw this against um, the Ravens that they did really go on containing Lamar Jackson in the pocket, and he got sacked a lot. Yeah, and they were able to um, contain their run. Like the Ravens only ran for like 115 yards, which for them is really low. Yeah, and um, they run the most out of any team in the league. So if you're able to contain the run, force Lamar to throw the ball and keep him in the pocket, then that's a recipe for success. Yeah, I'm looking at their uh, schedule for the remainder of the year. It's uh, yeah, it's not too difficult, I'd say. Like they have some, they have some uh, tough opponents, uh, but some easy opponents too. They have to play the Jets again. Oh, that's an easy win. <laughs> yeah, I was. I went on the New York Times. Not normally a news source you would go for football, but they actually have a great playoff indicator and you can see whether your team has a chance of making it and they say the patriots currently have a 15 percent chance of making the playoffs but if they win their last three games which are against division rivals dolphins bills and jets their playoff chances are now become equivalent to a coin flip yep it's interesting i mean the dolphins have been looking surprising this year and the bills have been really good so Neither of those no, games the will be good. have been looking great. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And the next three games that they have are all very winnable, and they've won five straight. So they're going to be favored the next three, so they should win eight straight. Yeah. Should be crazy. Wait, so then looking back on the quarterback swap from Tua to Fitzpatrick, do you guys think it was the right move? Well, looking back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that, that was the – that was a good thing for them to do. Now they don't have to rely on a Fitzception. Yeah. But he holds a curse on the starter, so Tua could go down. Yeah, I mean, you never know. But I think Tua, I mean, at the time I was skeptical, but I think Tua's done a good job so far. I think he'll definitely keep it up, too. I mean, Dolphins are in prime position right now, better position than they've been in years to make the playoff what a huge mm-hmm. about face from last season where they were yeah tank. yeah they well, were they, they were in the uh, tank bowl last season they they messed <laughs> it up but that seems to have worked out for them yeah, yeah they actually um they kept the least amount of players this season carrying over from last season so i mean you could tell that they were going into the season it was going to be a complete rebuild and I mean, just in one season, you can see great improvement. And people are liking Brian Flores, their coach. I mean, much improved from Adam Gase a few years ago. So, yeah, I don't. How did they? What is? What do you guys think is driving their success? Because they've beaten the Cardinals, which is not an easy team, and they've won five straight. As Kai said, like, why? Why are they being so successful all of a sudden? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think which game did uh, Tua get put in again? I uh, don't remember. Jack, what? Which one? Yeah, which? Oh, which he got game put in against was... like the Jets. Oh, so that was like that was a uh, like game two of their uh, winning streak. So I mm-hmm. think that that might that was that probably made an impact, a good impact there because after that they played um, uh, the Rams, Cardinals, and Chargers. 
two of them being a being a pretty good pretty good teams and the Chargers well yeah they're they're the Chargers they are curse I mean and one thing you wouldn't expect but the Dolphins actually have like the best scoring defense in the league they've allowed the least amount of points so they've really been you know buckling down defensively and two has been looking good Fitzpatrick looked good so. I mean, they've been getting it done on both ends, so it's been a huge, huge step forward. Did the Dolphins did the Dolph- get it? Did they draft some players for their defense? Did they have any significant additions this past offseason? Mm. I, think, I, I can't I think say they, off the top of my head. I think they got Eric Flowers. Yeah. Eric Flowers is not going to do anything. I'm I'm thinking about the defense. Well, Devontae Parker's gotten better. Yeah, he's actually pretty solid now. I don't know. Apparently, apparently though, um, Eric Flowers last year on the Redskins, he was uh, he was more than just a pylon. What was he? <laughs> that that's what that's what I heard. I I uh, that's what that's what Utree said. Oh. Well, I guess he actually, because he was a borderline bust when he was with the Giants, and then he found resurgence with the football team. Yep. Yeah, that was a pretty awful game, or an awful game against the Lions this past week. Yep. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch that game, but like, I uh, I looked at the score and just what did what happened there? Like Jack, do you want to take us through that? Well, I thought Chris Berman took us through that. Yeah, but we need you to take us through it too. Oh yeah, Chase Young did the dirty hit. Matt Prater has a leg. He kicked it through the uprights and they won. No, but what what's your commentary on the game? Like as you said, Chris Berman already recapped it. But like, what do you as a as a football team fan or Washington football team fan? What do you think? That they start off slow. If they just made it respectable at halftime, they would have won. <laughs> no, it was getting pretty abysmal. It was 24 to 3 at halftime. I don't know why the football team wants to start slow all the time. And then the Lions decided, why not? Let's make it interesting. Yeah, because they don't play well with leads either. Like the Falcons. No, they, yeah, that, that's, this is actually interesting here because, like, they no. were the ones that, um, uh, that had the last minute score to uh, win the game. It's they're usually on the receiving end because they're they're the original curse team. Yeah, or the Browns. They fumble on the one yard line. And what's the context of that Lions curse? Um oh, it was Bobby Lane. Yeah. And also they just they the Lions just tend to be uh just tend to be be unfortunate unfortunately bad like and they just tend to be uh they just tend to be bad for and they haven't really been relevant since like barry sanders no they've they're one of two teams that's gone over ten thousand days since a playoff appearance they also they're also the original cleveland browns 2008 they went 0 and 16 yep that's very true <laughs> and it's crazy they went four and zero in the preseason that year Mm-hmm. They did, but preseason doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Oh, you know, I uh, I saw this video yesterday where uh, of John Boyce. 
he uh, he went on like NFL head coach the video game, and he uh, coached the 2008 Lions, where where the offense only did one play. It was like this long pass to Calvin Johnson, and in and in the simulation, they won three games with the offense only doing one play in that. Uh, <laughs> to recap all the games that you may have missed this week. We've got a special guest on the Total Bro Sports Podcast. His name, he's on ESPN, is Chris Berman. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris Berman. All right, it wouldn't be recap if we didn't get it started. Let's go. Colts vs. Titans. This was a close game. Can Ryan Tannehill reach out reach and make the FC close? Game. Colts up 27. Team. Punt blocked by the Colts. They score 27 to 17. They have up winning. Colts up 6 to 3. They beat the Titans. Now they take the lead in the division. Texans Browns. This was a very close game. Nick Chubb doing a selfless thing and running out of bounds. Is in the game 10 7. Washington at Detroit. The Lions up 24 to 3. Washington comes back, tying the game 27 27. Matthew Stafford throws the ball, miss, but oh no! Chase Young does a dirty hit, setting up a Matt Trader. 59-yard field goal for the win. Jaguars versus Packers. Jaguars trying to pull it upset of the century. Can they do it? No! Aaron Rodgers throwing a six-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams, winning 24-20, going to 7-2. Bucks versus Panthers! Bucks coming off a 38-3 loss to the Saints. Can they come back from that loss? Ronald Jones, handoff, 98 yards. He will go all the way. Bucks win, 43-26. Giants and Eagles. Daniel Jones trying to go back-to-back wins. He runs it in, 34-yard touchdown. They get the, they're close to the division to win. Giants win, 27-17. Raiders v. Broncos. Drew Locke was terrible, throwing bar picks, while Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, who went all the way for 23 yards, Raiders win, 37-20-12. Chargers are very Dolphins. Instead of being tanked for it in 2020, Tua has been a tank steamrolling every team. He has played against. He has won through his first three starts. Justin Herbert. Chargers do not have enough fire steam power to make a dent in these Dolphins. Dolphins win. 29-21. Bills win Cardinals. If you have been to social media at all in the last three days, you know the rest. Kyler Murray working his magic. So it's also not Hail Mary prayer. In the end zone, the final flight. DeAndre Hopkins comes up with it. The Cardinals succeed winning the game. Cardinals win. 32-30. Seahawks re-ran. It appears that Russell Wilson has been spending too much time in the kitchen. His passes are burnt against the Rams this week. He tossed two interceptions on route to a divisional rival. Rams win. 23-16. 49ers leave the Saints. Mullen failed to eliminate Jimmy G, who's on IR, and instead dropped another game, this time against the Saints. Breeze goes down, they had to put in famous Jameis. New Orleans hates on to win 27 to 13. Bengals East Steelers! Blowout City! 
Despite the defeating the Titans, the Bengals had no answers for Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers offense. Big Ben piled and plunged the Bengals to the tune of it. 338 yards and four touchdowns. Pittsburgh blows out the Bengals. 36 to 10. Ravens and Patriots in a soak fest for the ages. Cam Newton and the Patriots swarm to victory. 23-17 with Newton's random statistic coming your way. Being the first touchdown to throw to rush for nine touchdowns in eight games. Through the rain, the Ravens had a hard time seeing the scoreboard and even harder mounted a comeback. Down a touchdown with a minute left. He throws it and it's incomplete. Patriots win their second in a row. Game of Monday night. Vikings v Bears. Kirk Cousins trying to get his first win on Monday night. And what a slow night for Big Dick Nick. Couldn't complete a pass, and the Bears were just awful. Big Dick Nick got injured on a final play, but they had a chance to put in a no-name. Incomplete. The Bears lose. The Vikings are three in a row. Win 19 to 13. They're on back on track. Wow, Chris. I couldn't have done that better myself. No problem. You will go all the way for a touchdown. Total Pro Sports. Oh, that must be such a toll mentally <laughs> when you go 0-16. Oh, Especially, yeah. Like, that Browns receiver who dropped the ball against the Steelers, like, I think he like, hasn't found employment since. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was – yeah, because, like, is, is that guy still in the league? And, like, who is, who, who is that, by the is, way? Who was – it's like Corey something. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I can find that. Coleman. Right. Yeah, Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman. Yeah, Corey Coleman. Let, yeah, Corey Coleman. Exactly. Let me look that up. so good. He was such a bust. He was drafted early, too. Is an American football wide receiver for the New York Giants. Uh, he's, in, he's on the New York Giants oh. now. Speaking of bust, you know who is – I think – I think the Jets had um, the football team bust Josh Dotson briefly. I don't know. Do you guys still have him? Yes. No, but we did mm-hmm. sign him. But we got Crowder from Washington. That was really good. He's been excellent. <laughs> He's he been just, the one bright. No, that was a good signing on your part. He just did not play well with the football team. I remember this one game where yeah. he had like three fumbles. Yep. Yeah, he's great out of the slot, though. Like, he's perfect for Darnold. Darnold's loved him. What's going on with Darnold? Is he coming back this week? No, he is out this week <laughs> again. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't even mind when he's out anymore because it gives us a better chance to lose. And at this point, I mean, I've been rooting <laughs> to lose for weeks. So, Tank for Trevor. Yep. Here's yeah. a here's a question. Here's a question uh, for everyone. Will the Jets do it? Do you think the Jets will um, achieve legendary status? Yeah, 0-16. 0-16. Um, <laughs> sadly, kind of, because <laughs> it's like I'm, I don't know. We we don't have an easy schedule down the stretch at all. Because we play the Chargers, which, I mean, we're not going to be the Chargers. Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams. 
than Browns and Patriots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just don't see winning any of these games. Maybe one, like maybe if we, I doubt we'll beat the Chargers. I mean, maybe the Browns or someone, but I think, I think at this point, like everyone is so distraught and everyone is just so fed up that I just don't think that they're going to win under Adam Gase. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah. Like these, none of these seem like winnable games. Yep. Time to go. It's interesting. It's interesting because we've had a switch in the play calling for a few weeks. The offense coordinator and QB coach, Dallas Loggins, took over, and the offenses look much better. Like against the Patriots, we almost won. We should have won, actually. <laughs> um, and we've looked way better. It's just, I don't you know, under Gase, it's just no one has any confidence anymore. Like it's just oh, everyone. Yeah, but you guys only put up nine points against the Chiefs the previous week. Was that when Gase was still play calling or this new guy? Um, I'm not sure. I think it might've been the new guy. I forget exactly when he took over, but it's been a few weeks. He's been like for like four weeks. So, but it's just been, it's just been terrible. I think, I think, yeah, the 0 and 16, I think will definitely be a big possibility. You got to win a game just for the locker room. But if we win a game and like the Jack the Jaguars only one win, like I don't want to just get screwed out of the number one pick if we're going to be this bad. <laughs> but, but I I heard um, didn't didn't Trevor Lawrence not want to go to the Jets or something? So yeah, so not I mean people take that kind of out of context, kind of not because like he he was really going into the season he was very adamant about going pro. And then they asked him and he was like, it wasn't like the way, the way that people worded it made it seem like he really didn't want to go to the Jets. But he just said like, I don't know. I want to see what the situation, like I just want to take my time, like not make a decision. And like then when they were okay. asking him these questions, he was super monotone. Like he wasn't like, it, it really didn't seem like he really was like adamant about staying at that point. So I, I definitely expect him to go pro. I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, okay. okay. And I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what the I, – I don't know about you guys, but the argument that he, someone shouldn't go to, like, a certain team, like the Jets, like Trevor Lawrence should stay next year, I don't think is very a very good argument. Because, <laughs> like, you're going to have to go to a bad team anyways. It's expected. Like, whoever gets the first pick is going to be bad. And Trevor and Lawrence normally those teams the with the first picks so. are the ones with really dysfunctional organizations Washington yep. and Cincinnati. the Bengals last year. Like, I mean, you have to expect that you're going to go to a bad team just because the team's really bad this year. Doesn't mean it's going to be like that next year. Cause I fully expect a ton of drastic changes in the organization. Yeah. Starting with Adam Gates. I don't Yeah. I, I kind of better there. He should ever would want to be taken by the jets because maybe, if maybe. you slide in the draft, you lose a ton of money. Yes, very, very true. That's maybe true. maybe he's just scared of um, Adam Gase and what's going to happen to him. No, don't worry. He wouldn't have to worry because he's going to be out the door. And it really sucks for yeah. Sam Darnold because he just got moved on from, what, after three seasons? Yeah, this is the third. Wait, Jack, but you think Adam Gase is going to be gone at the yeah, end of the season? Yeah, he's going to be showing the door. I don't, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. I mean, I th- um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Hugh Jackson stayed with the Browns after 2017. Yeah, then he got fired the next year. 
You know, but still, he—he'll be fired. Definitely. I mean, my my college, South Carolina, just fired Will Muschamp the other day. They're learning. Maybe the Jets have to take after them. What's the record for your college? Two and five. <laughs> it's ridiculous. People are not happy down here about the yeah. football. <laughs> yep. As expected, though. But we got rid of Muschamp. That should be a start. And hopefully the Jets will follow. They should. Joe Douglas is a good GM. I have confidence in him. Just, I don't know. I understand waiting until the end of the season, too. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the uh, uh, standings here, and like I think the only team that he, that has a chance of um, uh, winning the tank bowl um, from the Jets is probably Jacksonville. About the tank bowl, unless like a team like the Cowboys or someone only has like two wins, and just but uh, there's no way that the Jets will get two wins or anything. I don't just you know, know that, that's kind of interesting though. It's kind of interesting because this year we have the tank division, but none of them are likely to win the entire tank bowl. They're all, they're all going to be topped by uh, by the Jets. Yep. Luckily. Yeah, and like it, it's it's uh, very very sad to see, but the the leader of the NFC East is uh, still only has. Three wins. Yeah. Three ridiculous wins. And I was watching I was watching some ESPN today and some guy was saying how they're like the winner of the division's gonna go five hundred and I was just like, What? There's zero <laughs> chance that it'll be like a sixth win. Yeah, I was I like, mean, I was the, really Who's going to get go 500? Like the Eagles, they're certainly not. They know. have to play. No team will go 500 in that division. There's no chance. The, There's no way. The Eagles' upcoming five upcoming games are like Cleveland, Seattle, New Orleans, Cardinals. Maybe the Giants. They're not going to win any of those. Out. I mean, some of those teams are falling apart. Like the Saints are falling apart. Seahawks defense is terrible. You never know, but still, I don't expect that to happen. I, think I still expect them to. Uh, wait, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the end of their season. They got the the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Gi- no, the Ravens. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, funny. Don't the know. NFC East has every team in the NFC East has to play every team in the NFC West this year. It's pretty funny. It's just like how the conference is lined up. Yeah, it's just so – it's just kind of amazing to, to see this unfold. I really I really hope we can have – I really hope the winner of the NFC, NFC East has less than seven wins. That would be amazing. And I think, I think it's possible. I think, I think from what it looks like um, – uh, I said this – I said this a few episodes. Um, I think on episode one, the winner is going to have a six and ten record. I yeah, think I, it's. I would believe it. It's it's still looking six, very likely that it's going to happen. Or six nine and one, but yes. <laughs> yeah, they will. It'll be tough to. I don't see any team. Yeah, going over 
seven wins. But now everyone's flipped their flipped their opinion on Daniel Jones. All of a sudden, like yeah, he tripped, has lost the game on Daniel Jones. He like tripped and fell against the Eagles in their first game. Everyone's making fun of him now. Everyone's yeah. super high on him. They're like, oh, the Giants <laughs> could be win the division. Don't worry, we're not going to. They are only rapidly. Yeah, I think mean, they're only game and a half him to make it to the end zone instead of falling over. I don't know. Maybe he's in group. <laughs> I haven't really watched the last two Giants games. I don't know. It's, it's weird because like he's oddly like good at running like i, I didn't really yeah, like, notice that until this year wheels. but he can run and he's big yeah right. Bam. i saw this on yeah. espn Daniel and he's Jones big too he can like, like take second fastest yeah i think he has the fastest qb speed since 2018 of all the quarterbacks in the league and that's including lamar jackson that's ridiculous Daniel i don't know Jones how it's is possible, quietly but... the fastest quarterback in the league Maybe even the fastest player. Who knows? And he has good size, too. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, I think Who would have thought yet? I think the Giants might be able to. Uh, wait, let me look at the Eagles' schedule, too. Um, they might be able to win that in, like, win that division like with like five wins i think they can like they're the team that's got the momentum right now that is true yeah that's like, if they uh if they if they beat joe burrow next yeah that's next week yeah next and then week. uh and they uh and they beat the cowboys at home then they could win um, the division is really up for grabs. Any team yeah. at this point, except for the Cowboys. <laughs> I'd yeah, say. Cowboys are dysfunctional right now. But I Washington definitely could win. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that their QB situation is tough. That Gilbert guy could play. That's true. He, Gary Gilbert, I don't know. He's a funny name, Gary Gilbert. But Gary Gilbert. He's somehow surprising. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. Alex Smith. Alex Smith threw for 390 yards last week. Yeah. It's good to see that. That's impressive. Yeah. It's cool to see him play. Like, did you guys watch that um, documentary, The 11? Like, Project 11? I did. I did watch that. It's crazy. It's really good. Yeah. After watching that and, like, watching him play, it's just ridiculous. Like, I cannot believe that he's able to do this in, like, two years. Thanks for listening to the Total Bro Sports Podcast.